Get a better broadcast, podcast and voice over voice. Hello, I'm Peter Stewart. Welcome to the end of season one of uh, this year podcast, which has been going on every single day through 2021. And uh, again, today, I'm really pleased to be joined by Anthony Davis. Now, Anthony is a British broadcaster, writer, voiceover artist. He's based in L.A. He's uh, worked on radio and TV shows, news and presentation, voice campaigns and commercials and documentaries and live events. So really great person to have looking back over season one and some of the topics that we've talked about and also some of the topics we're going to be touching on over season two of 2022 as well. In season one we talked quite a bit about accents. How would you describe your accent and your voice and your style? How, how would you do that? How, how do you do that when you're, when you're pitching for work? It's a very good question. It's very hard to describe your own voice because we hear our voice differently in our heads to how it is often recorded. So you really have to think about your own voice as a commercial product. So I would describe mine as neutral, fresh. I can do cool, but I can do received. You know, received pronunciation, we used to call it RP. It doesn't really get that name so much anymore. Uh, is, is really the kind of default standard for the BBC. And I was a BBC announcer for many years. And especially on several occasions, I would announce royalty. So I would just adjust the tone slightly to be more respectful. Ladies and gentlemen, will you please welcome Her Majesty the Queen, accompanied by His Royal Highness, the Duke of Edinburgh. There is just a drop in tone. Yeah. And, and so that is more of a respectful sound for somebody who is a member of the royal family. But in terms of your question, I was born in London. I had elocution lessons rather than going to Oxford or Cambridge or Eton. And therefore, I was able to get the voice that I wanted. I was a little nasal as a child. And as I started to record my voice, I was conscious that I wanted, after my voice broke, to have a deeper, more resonant voice. Mm. And you can do exercises to make that happen. So this isn't natural. You know, I've worked on this. And a lot of people say, oh, you've got a great voice. But they don't realise the work that goes into it and keeping it kind of fresh and looking after it and so on. Now, now you're based in the US, so obviously you can record anywhere in the world. What products or services kind of want your kind of voice? It's, it's deep, it's mature, and it's a classic British RP, received pronunciation, accent. Some people call it Queen's English or, or BBC English. I've been very lucky in being able to capture a market of being like the British guy. The biggest ad I booked recently was the Nike commercial called You Can't Stop Us, which was, it just won the Emmy for Best Commercial and it won the Grand Prix in Cannes for Best Commercial for 2021. And I just speak very gently in the middle of the ad for about, uh, I think it's maybe seven or eight words talking about coronavirus and how it has closed down the entire world, including the world of sport. I didn't even know that I had got that job, Peter. They, they actually used my audition. <laughs> I recorded an audition on an MP3, sent it off. You never know when they're going to just use your audition and not even invite you back to do it properly. And because of your accent, because of your voice, are you more likely to be booked for kind of quality products and services, your jewellery and your, and your cars and your banks and things like that, rather than kitchen cleaning products? Yeah, hopefully I will get booked to do stuff that is more prestige and premium. And, you know, in the Nike commercial... They wanted my, I guess, my news reading style mm, voice mm. because they wanted it to sound like it was a piece, uh, an announcement on the news. You said that you got that job just by sending in an audition. 
you're in a voiceover studio, though. How much direction do you get on how to how to read a script, how to convey a message, that characterization, or are you pretty much just kind of left to it as, as being so experienced? It probably is the case when you start out that you know you are going to do jobs that are less prestige and therefore the people that you're working with are also less experienced and you're more likely therefore to help each other so you would be more likely to help rewrite the script and the whoever is directing the session would also be like enjoying themselves but also feeling their way this is why you rarely get a situation where there's a very high-end commercial being made and a very inexperienced voice actor in the booth now i am expected to deliver one take uh, it's very rare that you would get a second go at it. And, you know, they speak very quickly. So they'll be like, you know, you, I mean, I did one the other day, but the instructions they gave me were very fast. I had to do a bit of singing, pretend I was drunk. It was, I think it was for a computer game. You just have to go for it. I mean, this is where confidence really is the most important part of this entire role. You know, you can't lose your nerve. So as far as voiceovers goes, I guess there's always that perennial problem. You must have come across it many times. You've just mentioned about uh, uh, rewriting scripts and so on. That perennial problem of of trying to squeeze 40 seconds of copy into 30 seconds of airtime. Well, if it's 40 to 30, then that's going to mean rewrites because it's not possible to read a 40-second script faster and make it into 30 seconds. And And if it's a commercial, then you allow the clients to do it. You know, just do the job you were paid to do. Go in be efficient because it's you know they're on the clock they've rented the studio so you go in you sit down you get comfortable have a little glance at the mic see what equipment you're working with little wink at the engineer so they know that you know that they know and then once the session starts keep quiet unless you're doing your voice uh, your voiceover there's no reason to interject there's no reason to ask questions I have found that actors don't make great voiceover artists. They have the ability to get into a character and get into a performance and really question the performance. Well, that's not really a requirement in the voiceover business. Really, a voiceover is a trade in itself. And if you watch a good voiceover artist performing behind the mic, behind the glass, it's a thing of beauty. Even though I trained as an actor, I stopped acting when I was a kid and I just became a voiceover. And for me, that is in itself something that requires a a completely different discipline so you don't want to get too deep into the characterization you just want to do the job a 30 second read requires you to be able to sight read which is a skill you need to be able to speak quickly so i because i could do it i would get booked to do the main voiceover in the commercial the end line and then the final line would be what we call the legals your home is at risk if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage or other loan secured on it And so it's your job to be able to do all of those things, because in some ads, they'll book three different artists to do those three elements of the commercial. Over the course of 2021, we've talked about dozens and dozens of different subjects to help you get a better broadcast podcast and voice over voice, mics, presentation, accents, uh, the speed of a read and, and all sorts of things to do with with presentation style and making the best of the voice that you have got and also improving it as well. Anthony Davis is my guest yesterday, today and tomorrow as well. Tomorrow we'll touch on another part of his career and get his insight with live presentation and announcements as Get A Better Broadcast podcast and Voice Over Voice continues. From London, I'm Peter Stewart. (laughs) 